Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchise and subgenre to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film with Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. Hello, fellow cinema buffs and banana enthusiasts. Welcome to another exciting episode of Top 5. Today we're diving headfirst into the world where yellow is the new black and evil masterminds are, well, not so evil. That's right. We're ranking the movies in the Despicable Me franchise, including those adorable, mischievous minions. From the brilliant minds at Illumination Entertainment, this franchise has not only stolen the moon, but also our hearts. It's a global phenomenon that proves good things come in small, yellow packages. Let's kick things off with the one that started it all, Despicable Me. Grew with the nose as long as his list of failed evil plans showed us that uh, that even the baddest of the bad can have a heart of gold, or at least a heart not totally made of stone. Light bulb, and then comes the minions, causing mayhem and misadventures, speaking in a language that's one part gibberish and one part every language ever, and all parts hilarious. In Despicable Me 2, Gru went from supervillain to super dad, and we all got to sh- uh, got a shock. No, not from Dr. Nefario's gadgets, but from Gru's love story with Lucy. Talk about an electric connection. Then the Minions got their own gig with the Minions. It was a, it was history tour like no other. Proving these little guys have been around, well, forever. Serving the most despicable of the masters, from T-Rex to Napoleon, no one was safe from their, let's call it, help, quote-unquote. Despicable Me 3 brought us an 80s vibe with the Balsazar brat. (laughs) His shoulder pads were as big as his ego, and his dance fights, let's just say, they were radtacular. And most certainly, Minions Rise of Gru showed us Gru's humble and hilarious twisted beginnings. Who knew villains had an un, uh, apprenticeship program? In today's episode, we're ranking these banana-loving, chaos-causing flicks from I'm so fluffy, I'm gonna die, to uh, it's so good, it's criminal. With the original Despicable Me take the top, or will the Minion solo adventures steal the show? Prepare for a ride filled with gadgets, gags, and Gru. And remember, it's not just about who wins. It's about laughing so hard your sides feel like they've been tickled by a fart gun. So stick around, grab your popcorn, or better yet, a banana, and join me after the break. It's going to be one in the minion. (laughs) One in a minion. (laughs) One in a minion. Uh, This was a franchise that I didn't really have a desire to watch, to be completely honest. It just felt like, you know, I, when this first came out, I was already an adult. Haven't, you know, aside from kids movies like the Toy Story franchise that started when I was a kid. 
keeping up with those franchises is different than jumping into something new. But, you know, after the past year with the gentlemanian kind of uh, online trend of kids wearing suits to go see uh, Minions Rise of Gru, you know, I, I, I kind of piqued my interest. And since all these movies were available, they were all on Netflix at the time. I think they're they're leaving Netflix soon, uh, if they haven't already. But they were available to me. It's only a five-film franchise, so it's uh, easy watch for me to watch all these movies and rank them. But I actually enjoyed them. I actually enjoyed them. Uh, it's kind of crazy. Some not very good. Some were pretty great. And I enjoyed it. I am excited to see there's a... I think Despicable Me 4 is supposed to be coming out next year. So looking forward to that on some level. It's not, uh, it's not, uh, I'm not going to be rushing out to the theater for it. But it's definitely a franchise that I enjoyed. Uh, and I can see why people enjoy it. So let's get into that franchise, shall we? As I rank my top five Despicable Me films. Starting off with number five, this was my least favorite. Uh, this one did have... One of my favorite villains, but uh, one of my least favorite aspects of the franchise is Adult Gru. Uh, Steve Carell's voice is pretty irritating to listen to. Um, I love all the other characters, uh, but this one kind of took one thing I didn't like and doubled it. So coming in at number five is Despicable Me 3. This came out in 2017. Uh, this is 3D computer animated, as all they are, comedy. Uh, this is the third installment in the Despicable Me film series, produced by Illumination Entertainment, directed by Pierre Coffin and Kyle Balda, with a co-director by Eric Goulian. The sequel continues the adventures of Gru, his wife Lucy, and their adorable daughters, along with the mischievous minions, uh, the directors is Pierre Coffin, Kyle Balda, and Eric Galden. Uh, the voice cast, Steve Carell as Gru, the former villain turned anti-villain league agent. And Drew, Gru's long-lost twin brother. The aspect that's like, oh, you just put two of the thing I didn't like into it. But I did love the, the villain. You have Kristen Wiig as Lucy Wilde, an anti-villain league agent and Gru's wife. Trey Parker as Balthazar Brat, a former child star turned supervillain obsessed with the character he played in the 80s, which I love that character. You also have Miranda Cosgrove as Margot, Gru's and Lucy's eldest adopted daughter, Dana Geyer as Edith, the middle child of Gru and Lucy, and Nev Charnel, Charel, Nev Charel as Agnes, the youngest daughter. Pierre Coffin as the Minions, the small yellow comedic henchman. In this movie, uh, this movie begins with Gru and Lucy being fired from the anti-villain league, the AVL, after failing to capture Balthazar Brat, a villain obsessed with a character he portrayed in the 80s. Uh, soon after, Gru learns he has a twin brother named Drew, whom he never knew about. Drew is careful, wealthy, is cheerful, I should say, wealthy and successful, 
but he desires to follow in the family's villainous footsteps, such are much to Gru's dismay. The film follows Gru as he wrestles with his identity, torn between his past as a villain and his current life as a father and a husband. Drew tries to lure Gru back into the villainary world with the heist of a diamond that Brat has stolen. Meanwhile, the minions, hoping for a return to villainy, leave Gru and set off on their own adventures, which leads to a series of comical mishaps. In parallel, Lucy is trying to win over the affection of her adopted daughters, particularly struggling with the former with the form of motherly bond with Margot. Agnes, obsessed with finding a real unicorn, sets off on a quest of her own. The film culminates in a battle against Brat, who plans to use a giant robot to destroy Hollywood as revenge for canceling his show. Gru, Drew, and Lucy, along with the minions, must thwart his plan and save the city. This movie, the film blends slapstick humor with themes of family and identity, continuing the trend set by its predecessors. The new villain, voiced by Trey Parker, adds a unique and humorous dimension to the film with its with his 80s-themed antics and gadgets. Uh, the best part of the movie, I would say, is the villain. The animation is vibrant and colorful, with the films maintaining the series' signature visual style. The soundtrack, featuring 80s music and an original score, complements the film's lighthearted and comedic tone. Despicable Me 3 received mixed reviews from critics, but was a hit with audiences, especially children, for its humor, animation, and the beloved characters from the Despicable Me franchise. Like I said, also, the fact that everybody split up and on their own adventures and stuff like that, I didn't like. I love the kids. I love when the kids are involved. I think they're adorable. Agnes, by far, amazing, adorable. Uh, her super scream is great. Uh, but... I, I could care less about Drew. Could care less. Like, we have an amazing villain, and it, it's, like, so, like, I, I don't know. Everybody else is doing, like, it should have just been Gru and Lucy and the kids trying to, like, it should be Gru and Lucy trying to steal the diamond back in order to get their jobs back, and then the kids sneak on, you know, minions leave. So they have to do it on their own. Like, there's just too much going on in this movie. And like I said, Gru is my least favorite character. So adding Gru and Drew just made it like, oh my god, this is not good. Not that it's a horrible movie. It's by far my favorite villain. But, yeah, just annoying. Uh, so coming to number five, Despicable Me 3. Moving on to my fourth favorite Despicable Me movie. That being a movie that just felt like a lot of random things happening. Very uninteresting story, but there were some aspects of it that I loved, which put it above Despicable Me 3. So coming in at number four is Despicable Me. The very first came out in 2010. I was 30, I was 29... Wait, how old was I? I was 29 years old when this came out. I wasn't watching new kids' movies. Not at all. So this came out in 2010, marking the debut 
of Illumination Entertainment in feature film animation, directed by Pierre Coffin and Chris uh, Renaud. The film was a significant hit and established a new franchise in the animated film industry. This movie voiced, again, Steve Carell as Gru, supervillain who begins the film uh, with the ambition to commit extraordinary criminal acts, including stealing the moon. You have Jason Segel as Victor, Gru's nerdy and somewhat bizarre rival in villainry. You have Russell Brandt as Dr. Nefario, Gru's elderly, hearing-impaired gadget man. You have Miranda Cosgrove as Margot, the elder of the three sisters from whom Gru adopts. You have Dana Gare as Edith, the middle sister, known for her mischievousness and tomboyish nature. And you have Elise Fisher as Agnes, the youngest sister whose innocence and love for unicorns endear her to Gru. Pierre Coffin and Chris uh, Renaud as the minions, small yellow gibberish-speaking creatures who assist Gru in his villainous operation. In this movie, Gru is a supervillain living in the suburbs who prides himself on being the best and being at being bad. He has an army of minions and a plan to steal the moon, which he believes will cement his status as the greatest villain of all time. However, Gru's plans are interrupted by Victor, a newer and more technologically advanced villain who becomes his rival. In an attempt to infiltrate Victor's fortress to recover a shrunken moon, Gru's adopted, actually trying to uh, recover, they want to get the shrink gun, uh, and then later the moon. Gru adopts three orphan girls, Margot, Edith, and Agnes. Initially, Gru sees the girls merely as pawns in his grand scheme but over time he grows genuinely fond of them the girls who have longed for a father figure begin to see Gru as a potential dad the film's narrative centers around Gru's evolving relationship with the girls and his internal conflict between his villainous pursuits and his emerging parental instincts this dilemma reaches a peak during the film's climax where Gru must choose between his lifelong dream of stealing the moon and a well-being of his newly adopted daughters. This movie, the characters, the character arc of Gru transitioning from a villain to a loving father adds depth and emotional resonance to the story. The film is filled with humor, such as uh, much of which comes from the antics of the minions, Gru's interactions with other characters and the everyday challenges of parenting the animation is bright and colorful with distinctive character designs that contribute to the film's unique charm uh, at its core despicable me is a story about the importance of family and the transformative power of love resonating with both children and adults despicable me was both a critical and commercial success spawned several sequels and a spin-off prequel focused on the minions thus establishing a major franchise in the world of animated movies. The film is especially remembered for introducing the Minions, who became a pop culture icon in their own right. This movie felt... I, did, I could care less about the villain. The thing I love the most are the girls. Gru's plan to adopt the girls in order to sell this guy robot cookies... And those robot cookies will allow him to get in and steal the shrink ray. Like, it is such a convoluted, over-complex plan. It is, it's just like, 
Way too much. I could care less about the movie. I loved the girls, though. I they were by far my favorite part of this movie. Um, and uh, by the end, I like I did like the movie. I did like the arc of the movie, but really could care less about that villain. Um, and just it, everything felt like way overcomplicated. Like just the dumbest plans. So that's why it's here at number four. Despicable Me, the original. Let's take a short break from this episode. Hey, loyal listeners of the Ray Taylor Show. You know it's one thing to tune in and engage with the content I personally create for you. But what if I told you there's a way to wear your fandom? Introducing our exclusive line of merchandise inspired directly by the vibes and visuals of this very podcast. From stylish t-shirts that'll make you stand out in the crowd to our eco-friendly biodegradable phone cases adorned with artwork inspired by the show. You can show you can now carry a piece of the Ray Taylor show wherever you go. Whether you're looking to make a fashion statement or protect your phone with some flair or simply want to show off your love of the show, our merchandise has got you covered. Ready to rock our gear? Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com and get yours today. Wear the show, be the vibe. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my third favorite film in the Despicable Me franchise. These three, these last three are all great, I think. And uh, I could see any of these being on top uh but this is the order i chose particularly for me my personal order coming in number three is minions this came out in 2015 this serves as a spin-off prequel to the despicable me franchise directed by pierre coffin and kyle balda the film focuses on the minions the small yellow creatures who have become iconic in pop culture due to their unique language and comical antics uh, this one, Pierre Coffin uh, uh, does the Minions, is the voice acting of the Minions. Coffin voices Kevin, Stuart, and Bob, and the rest of the Minions tribe. His voice work is key to giving each Minion its own personality, despite their similar appearance. Uh, you have Sandra Bullock as Scarlet Overkill, a supervillain who becomes the Minions' new master. You have John Hamm as Herb Overkill, uh, Scarlet's husband and gadget inventor. You have Michael Keaton, Allison Janney, Steve Coogan, and Jennifer Saunders in supporting roles. In this movie, the film begins by showing the Minions' existence as single-celled yellow organisms that evolve through the ages, perpetually serving the most despicable of masters, from the T-Rexes to Napoleonic generals. However, their inability to keep these masters alive leads them to a state of depression. By 1968, the Minions find themselves without a master in a giant ice cave. Kevin, one of the Minions, decides to leave the cave to find a new evil boss for his brethren to follow. Joined by the rebellious Stuart and the lovable little Bob, Kevin ventures out into the world. The trio travels to New York and then to Orlando, where they attend VillainCon a convention for villains and super criminals. There, they become the henchmen for Scarlet Overkill, the world's first female supervillain. 
She, along with her invention husband, inventor husband, Herb, hatch a plan to steal the British crown and take over the world. The minions embark on a mission to assist her, but end up in a series of, mis- of misadventures. The film provides a fun and imaginative backstory for the minions, detailing their quest for their most dis- despicable master. The film is set in the 1960s, a period that lends itself to vibrant visuals and a groovy soundtrack, adding to the film's playful atmosphere. Minions is filled with slapstick humor and uh, sight gags appealing to both children and adults. The animation quality is high with an attention to detail and character design and the colorful, vibrant setting. While Minions was a box office success and praised for its humor and animation, it received mixed reviews from critics. Some appreciated the lighthearted and fun creativity, while others felt the plot was thin. Nonetheless, the film solidified the Minions' place as cultural icons and led to the production of more films centered around these beloved characters. I had a lot of fun with this. I loved their, you know, seeing the history of the Minions, uh, when they hooked up with the family and they, uh, they, the first thing they do is like rob a bank. It's like, oh, they, they, and then they go to a villain con. I loved all that stuff. I love the world building. So much fun. Uh, introduces Gru at the very end where, which is kind of retconned in the rise of Gru, but, uh, that's where they first see Gru. He steals the, the, uh, diamonds back, the diamond back from, from their their master he freezes them with his his freeze ray but yeah uh, a lot of fun a l- lot of fun action a lot of funny comedy uh so coming in at number three is minions moving on to my second favorite despicable me movie in the despicable me franchise and this movie was at number one for a long time, uh, but then got knocked down to number two for good reason. It almost, I, I, you know, like I said, I could see shuffling these around. But for me, my second favorite movie in this franchise is Despicable Me 2. This came out in 2013. This is a sequel to the 2010 film Despicable Me, produced by Illumination Entertainment, directed by Pierre Coffin and Chris Renaud. Uh, the, f- the film continues to explore the life of the former supervillain Gru, his adopted daughters, and the minions. This cast, the voice cast in this is Steve Carell back reprising his role as Gru, the former supervillain turned loving father. You have Kristen Wiig voicing Lucy Wilde, an anti-villain league agent. You have Benjamin Bratt as Eduardo Perez, also known as El Macho, the film's main antagonist. You have Miranda Cosgrove, Danny Gare, and Elise Fisher returning as Margot, Edith, and Agnes, Gru's adopted daughters. And, of course, the canceled Russell Brand as Dr. Nefario, Gru's gadget man. Uh, Steve Coogan as Silas uh, Rasmabottom, uh, the, director, the director of the AVL. And, of course, Pierre Coffin and Chris Renaud providing voices for the Minions. In this movie, Gru has given up his villainous ways for a life of fatherhood and jelly making. However, 
His peaceful life takes a turn when he is recruited by the Anti-Villain League to help deal with a powerful new super criminal partnered with Agent Lucy Wild. Gru is tasked with uncovering the mysterious, uh, the mystery behind a stolen uh, mudigan known as the PX41, which is which can transform living creatures into indestructible monsters. Uh, the investigation leads Gru and Lucy to suspect Eduardo Eduardo Perez, the owner of a local Mexican restaurant who grew believes to be a supposedly dead supervillain named El Macho. As Gru and Lucy work together, they develop a romantic interest in each other, which to the excitement of Gru's daughters. Meanwhile, the minions begin to disappear mysteriously, and it's revealed that they are being kidnapped and mutated by the actual villain, who, plays, uh, who plans to use them to take over the world. The film culminates in a dramatic showdown where Gru and his family, along with Lucy, must thwart the villainous plot. The film expands on Gru's character, showing his growth as a father and his budding romance with Lucy, adding depth to his personality. Despicable Me 2 balances slapstick humor, especially through the antics of the minions, with the heartfelt emotional moments primarily focused on Gru's family life. The film is noted for its bright, colorful animation and imaginative design, particularly in the depiction of the minions and the various gadgets and gizmos. The uh, Pharrell Williams, who contributed to the soundtrack of the first film, returns with a catchy tune that adds to the, the film's lively atmosphere. Despicable Me 2 was both a critical and commercial success, and received acclaim for its humor, animation, and the continued development of its central characters. The film's popularity further established Despicable Me franchise as a major player in the animation film genre and led to additional sequels and spin-offs, particularly focused on the Minions. Uh, this one I loved. I loved the, the different romances that were happening, whether it was Gru uh, and Lucy. I loved everybody trying to hook up grew with somebody uh also you have the oldest adopted daughter falling in love with uh el macho's son uh the restaurant itself was great the kind of combination to get into a secret layer was great uh, the end battle is amazing uh, with the the genetically modified minions and gen genetically modified uh el macho it was a lot of fun uh, it, it did all of the things I love with the kids. Uh, I liked Lucy as a character. And uh, it was just a really fun adventure. And uh, I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah, it's uh, easily number two for me. Uh, and was at number one. Until, as I'm sure if you're paying attention, you know what's coming in at number one. But number two, my second favorite in the franchise is Despicable Me 2. Let's take a quick break from the show. Listeners, are you ready to take your experience with The Ray Taylor Show to the next level? Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus. For just $5 a month, you unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying The Ray Taylor Show, a full week completely ad-free in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. 
get exclusive access to the live painting archive, get the first, be the first to lay your eyes on the new releases from the many faces and enjoy members only discounts and deals that'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through Ray Taylor's own blog, that's me, creative writing to spark your imagination, and interactive Ask Me Anything section. Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. Moving on to my favorite movie of the Despicable Me slash Minions franchise. This one, I was kind of blown away at how great this movie was. Like, I really liked it. And then the final battle was like, oh, this is, this is like top tier. This is so much fun. And I loved the, the time, the setting of this movie. I love the young Gru far more than old Gru. And that's why coming in at number one, my favorite movie in the Despicable Me slash Minions franchise is Minions Rise of Gru. This movie came out last year, 2022, and uh, it is the uh, the f- the most recent film in the franchise uh, as both a sequel to Minions from 2015 and a prequel to the first Despicable Me f- film from 20, uh, 2010. This film focuses on the backstory of Gru, detailing his aspirations to become a supervillain. Uh, this is directed by Kyle Balda with co-directed by Brad Abelson and Jonathan Delval. Uh, voice casting in this, of course, Steve Carell reprises his role as Young Gru. Uh, Pierre Coffin voices the Minions. Uh, new cast members include Taraji P. Henson, uh, Michael y- Michelle Yeoh, Russell Brand, Julie Andrews, and Alan Arkin. In this movie, it is set in 1976. The film introduces us to an 11-year-old Gru who dreams of becoming a supervillain. He is assisted by the minions who he has recruited to work for him, which is a slight change from the events of the first Minions movie. That's not how they met, but uh, it's fine. Um, But he has recruited them to work for him. Gru is thrilled when he gets the, the chance to audition for the vicious six in a tor- a notorious team of supervillains led by bell bottom after their betrayal and attempted murder of their team founder wild knuckles during a heist involving the zodiac stone which was very much like indiana jones uh the first indiana jones temple of doom uh not temple of doom uh lost ark last ark lost ark indiana jones temple i don't know anyway uh involved in the zodiac stone a powerful art artifact connected to the chinese zodiac Gru's interview with the vicious six goes awry but he manages to steal the zodiac stone leading to a thrilling chase and the eventual involvement of wild knuckles himself 
The film follows Gru's adventures and the misadventures of his navigate as he navigates the treacherous world of supervillains, accompanied by his loyal minions, Kevin Stewart and Bob. The minions themselves go through a series of comical and action-packed events, including training in Kung Fu under Master Chow and attempting a daring rescue mission to save Gru. The film provides a deeper look into Gru's childhood and his early ambitions to become a supervillain, offering fans a glimpse of his character's development. The movie captures the essence of the 1970s through its music, fashion, and cultural references, adding a nostalgic charm. True to the franchise's style, the minions bring humor and chaos, endearing themselves to further the uh, to further enduring themselves further to the audience. Action and adventure in this movie is great. The film is packed with action from high-speed chases to martial arts battles, keeping the pace lively and entertaining. The dynamic between Gru and Wild Knuckles, as well as the interactions among the, the Vicious Six, add depth to the storyline. Uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru is a family-friendly film that combines comedy, action, and heart. It is fun. Uh, it's a fun addition to the Despicable Me universe, appealing to both longtime fans and franchise and of the franchise and new audiences. I had so much fun when they the minions trained with Michelle Yeoh's character. I was like, okay, here we go. Th hilarious, so much fun. I love Michelle Yeoh and everything. Uh, Gru going on his separate journey, um, but the final battle final battle was so good so much fun uh it really was the thing that that made me put this at number one uh but overall a great movie and i really liked i young grew doesn't annoy me like old grew does uh there's something charming about children in these obviously his three kids aren't in this one but uh i the ch child characters in this franchise are my favorite part along with the minions um so having a young Gru made him far more palatable. Uh, so we'll see what happens in future films. But my number one movie in the Despicable Me franchise is Minions Rise of Gru. Obviously no honorable mentions because I mentioned all the movies in the franchise. There are a bunch of short films that I didn't watch, but uh, those weren't eligible. I am looking forward to Despicable Me 4, which is coming out in 2024. Um you know aside from the fact that it'll be steve carell doing old Gru, i do not like that voice i do not really like that character but i love all the other characters in this this franchise so yeah excited for it regardless let me recap my li list and we'll get out of here shall we this is my top five movies in the despicable me franchise ranked Starting off with number five it is Despicable Me 3. Number four is Despicable Me. Number three is Minions. Number two is Despicable Me 2. And number one, my favorite movie in the Despicable Me franchise is Minions Rise of Gru. Let me know how you would rank them. I should have had a banana. Maybe I should have made my microphone look like a banana that would have been a nice addition i did try to make sure i wore a suit 
to fit in with the the cool kids who were the gentle minions still don't understand why they were wearing suits but nonetheless i did enjoy these movies and i want to thank everybody for tuning in to top five from the ray taylor show i do hope you enjoyed my rankings and analysis of my top five movies in the despicable me franchise let me know how you would rank them are there any films that you think should be at number one that I should reconsider? Join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder where all these episodes are available in video format. Don't forget to tune in next Sunday for an all new episode. See you again next week for more top five. Subscribe to the Ray Taylor show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.